Reporting for WCYB Digital Radio, I'm Hillary McClure with the Cyber Warfare Report. Joining us is former White House CIO Teresa Payton. The Hill reported on how the CHIPS Act of 2022, which provides tens of billions of dollars in public support for the revitalization of domestic semiconductor manufacturing, training, and technology, did not include any language surrounding chip security. Teresa, can you tell us more about this story and how something like security could so easily be overlooked? Sure. It's interesting because the act is actually called the CHIPS Act, but it doesn't actually go down to the chip level in the act. And so it's kind of an interesting kind of conundrum that we find ourselves in. And it's very possible that the lawmakers who were working on this were much more focused on making sure that we can actually build semiconductors and wireless technology in the United States. And they were so focused on building that at home, they forgot that while we're trying to build more things in the United States, we do find ourselves in a situation where pieces and parts, even if we say made in America, could potentially be fabricated and created somewhere else. And even if it is made in the United States, it doesn't always mean that you don't have an insider threat or you have an unintended situation where the chips are not secure. This is very concerning to me that they did not outline down at the chip level what the, you know, kind of the bill of materials needs to be, what the frameworks need to be to follow, and really sort of setting the tone of cybersecurity by design first, functionality of the chip second. So it's very puzzling, but I think, you know, once I spent a little time thinking about it, reading what was signed into law, I do think they felt like maybe it was covered in many of the cybersecurity frameworks that exist today. But candidly, I have to tell you, if they don't call out the actual requirement to chip security, we're going to find ourselves in a very dangerous situation in the future. Why is in-device security so important? And what happens once a chip is compromised? Yeah, well, for starters, we have chips in everything. In our homes, there are chips in our Internet of Things devices, you know, our smart TVs, smart refrigerators, smart garages. There are chips in most of our military equipment, whether it's equipment that our soldiers and pilots carry with them or whether or not it's, you know, the actual ways they get transported around on ships, jeeps, tanks, submarines, you name it. So those chips and that in-device security, so the chip level security is really very important. If we don't spell out very explicitly the bare minimum of chip security and how to regulate how the chips function, you could have a situation where someone essentially has a backdoor remote access into how a chip is supposed to function. And because it's not something you see functioning, it could be forced to malfunction or to function in a way that it wasn't originally intended to function. So that is really kind of the scary hidden part if we aren't very precisely specific about in-device security 
and what our expectations are for locking down how a chip works, locking down how a chip gets updated, and really ensuring from a supply chain that there isn't a way for either an unintended sleeper vulnerability or an intended injection of a vulnerability. And what types of critical infrastructure depend on chips? I think you just mentioned some examples, but to further elaborate. Sure. I mean, the electric grids rely on chips. Your phone and my smartphone rely on chips. Satellites rely on chips. There are so many kind of hidden chips that if we were to find that there was a problem with a chip that was developed in another country or in the United States, and we found it, it would be almost impossible to know that we actually patched the chips. If you think about some of the past supply chain issues we've had, whether it was SolarWinds or Kasaya or even the open source Log4j, a lot of times for many CISOs and organizations, the first question was, how do I know if I have an issue? Can you imagine that it will be multiplied exponentially? I don't even know what the exponential would be because chips are really something hidden that people don't think about. Now, somebody doesn't look at their computer and say, I know for a fact that it has four chips, not five. People don't know. And you don't even know where the chipset came from necessarily. It's not something that's super obvious. You know you have a MacBook or you know you have a ThinkPad, but you don't necessarily know all of the chips where they were originally fabricated. So if there were to be an issue, how would you even know where to begin from a patching and that whether or not you completed patching? So it would really create a real challenge from a vulnerability management standpoint. Do you foresee zero-day vulnerabilities living within chips and then how would they potentially impact us? We may have it right now and not even know it yet. Yes, it is very possible that they could be there either by accident because we haven't been precise about chip functionality, chip building, chip sort of certification and accreditation for assurances, how they get updated, how they get made safe and secure again if there is an issue. And because we haven't been precise and specific about it, there could be these hidden vulnerabilities. There could be a zero day. And again, once we know, it's going to be a race between the bad guys who also know and are taking advantage of it and people on the good guy side who have to get the patch and deploy it and make sure it was applied properly. These are all sort of unknown questions. And we do have an experience in 2017. If you recall, there was a zero day that had been used by the United States it got into the wrong hands, including Russia, and they basically created NotPetya, which had real ramifications across the globe. That is just one example of a zero day where people didn't know it was a race to patch. People didn't know who was going to be struck next and whether or not they had the issue. At a chip level, this could be really of epic proportions. Joining me was former White House CIO Teresa Payton. Reporting for WCYB Digital Radio, I'm Hillary McClure.